I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. Thank you for joining us this week. Good card last week. We'll talk through that. Uh, well, it was good until until it wasn't. I, I guess I'll say the last couple of fights had a little bit to be desired, but overall, I thought working through it was a really good card. Uh, starting off, Brad, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, yeah, last week was all right. I didn't watch any of it until after the fact, so I got to have an objective perspective on all of the people crying, which is, is fun. But most importantly, you can't keep a good garage down. Nope. Glover Go back, gets baby. his rightful title shot. Uh, I'm going to call us all winners for our prediction that Glover would be the champ at the end of 2022. It counts. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep, I think it counts. John, how you doing? You're in, um, you made up the place. I forget the name of it. You're somewhere that doesn't exist. Pretty much. Middle of nowhere, Manitoba. Manitoba. Still don't think that's real. It's well, not. good. You're, you're, you're on the oil rig? Nope. No? Nope. 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 Just, just in the prairies, kind of, sort of. I forgot what you did again from the last time you told me like three weeks ago. I know, ago. and I'm not going to tell you. I have no recollection of the conversation, actually. It's not that I forget. It's that I'll ask a question, like, what do you do? And as you're saying it, I stop listening. So it's yep. not that I forget. It's that I don't listen when the answer is being given. I wouldn't expect anything less. So don't be offended. I do this Never. to everyone. I'm re- it's names I'm the worst at. I'm with stuff bad. like that, like when someone introduces himself, like in person or whatever, they're like, hi, and all I hear is, wah, 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 wah. and then like 10 seconds later, I'm like, what is that person's name? Which I'm in sales. You think I would be you know, better at this kind should of be. stuff? But... Should be. But Mm-mm. I don't know. You nope. tell us the same stories like seven times in a row. True. So True. We it, all, it makes man. sense. It tracks. We all do it. We all do it. Yet. Trust me, the older you get to, the, yeah. more, you, the more you do it. <laughs> the more you we do it. We have nothing left. Well, it's because the good times just dry up as you have kids and you get older, where it's like, there's nothing exciting in my life. I do absolutely <laughs> nothing of excitement. I, I, I bet on sports. I watch fights. I play with my kids. I coach some soccer. And that's, that's kind of it. Nothing exciting. And I go to Vegas like twice a year. Living the dream. That's it. Wes, how you doing? I see your camera's not in yet. No, um, I, I'm, I don't. I will say I did get a part back that was fucked up. So hopefully soon shit's going to happen. But now hanging in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew this. You can actually buy computers that are already put together. I got one. I got a new job, as you know, like six weeks ago. They sent me a computer. I didn't have to do anything. I plugged it in and it just worked. Yeah, this this would cost me like a lot of money to get somebody to build. And I I can do most of it myself. Like, why pay somebody like seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, and have the all the pieces marked up too? You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, fine as is. Like, no, what you do don't you get understand. On this homemade computer. He doesn't. He doesn't get it. <laughs> you, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because you you're not you don't you don't game or not now. You're doing your little spreadsheets. You know, you're doing this your little. Dude does not do your comments, a personal laptop. We don't. I take, know uh, electronics <laughs> advice from fucking Lance. 
I could ne- Sean, I, I could never sit here and explain to him what a graphics card and shit is, and he would never ever doesn't, get out. Doesn't. It, it, it goes in and out. Yeah, he's just got the womp 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 going on yep, his head there right, now. right now. I can see him staring <laughs> off to to the to the other side. He's doing it right now. Uh, I work for like a tech software company, so I'm pretty advanced. I don't know if you knew that. No, you aren't. I can. Yeah. I I spent years consulting tech companies, Wes. That means I'm very good with the technology industry. Nope. You can sell. You're a salesman. You're a you're good. a salesman. You're a salesman. You're, a, you're a whore. I always tell reps. <laughs> I always tell reps when they're like throughout my career, when they're like having a hard time understanding the product or I don't get this. And I go, just know enough to be dangerous. (laughs) That's it. You don't have to use it. I've sold so many products I've never seen. I can't even tell you. (laughs) doesn't matter. Anyway, let's move on to uh, covering last week's card. Um, I'm supposed to break the, the recaps into buckets. Sean, is this correct? And then, after I break it into buckets, then we talk about it as a whole until we get to the main card. Is that the just, we're doing? just just trying to remove as much uh, of your talking as possible? I don't talk during yeah. the breakdowns. You, this you is all I got. Just do early prelims, like the first three, then let this is what I told him to do. Like he did prelims. it. He did it once. He did it once when I told him to do it, and then of course he forgot. Yeah. So, but shout out to me, fourth and tout master with one event left. Get it. Get it. All that tape study. How many yeah. times have I picked a fight? I've never heard of the people in it. That's it's like thirty like percent of cards now. <laughs> it's a it's a good bit, and we started off with one. Uh, here we go. So, bantamweight division: Cameron Simon Saman defeated Stephen Coslow, knockout third round. Uh, the one fella had a swastika, I believe, tattooed on his ankle. Maybe not. Maybe, but maybe. Maybe, maybe not. We're we're gonna. <laughs> but to, the, to this argument, because I know you said like I'll delete this tweet, blah blah blah. Let's say it's an anime thing. Okay, I'm Jewish, right? If I was like, man, I love fucking anime, and then like you think I'm gonna get something tattooed on my ankle that looks like a swastika? Maybe the no. anime. Maybe the anime's fucked. Well, up. I will like, say <laughs> somebody somebody found the anime that this was supposed to come from. But then, like, uh, apparently it's in an, that thread, Nazi anime. Another no, another like real anime fan came and it was like, no, it'd be turned around the other yeah, way, it's backwards. So, so it, it's we're back up. to it might be a, a covered up Nazi or you know swastika. Well, it's totally was, a was that a dude the uh, the MMA trader was was he the one that weighed in on the anime? <laughs> I know that's probably. Shit. That is, that is his stuff. You know. <laughs> teach, teach, teach their own, man. I mean, some get into that tentacle stuff, but we'll just... We'll, we'll yeah, he's a, he's a Nazi. Uh, by the way, <laughs> defeated Eric Silva, arm triangle, third round. And then finally, featherweight division, Billy Quarantillo defeated Alex Hernandez, knockout, second round. Um, I guess overall thoughts and opinions for me, who cares? Who cares? And then hilarious, exactly kind of what we expected. There's two ways to break that thing down. It was Alex Hernandez knocking him out early. But he didn't win the first, he won it convincingly, or Billy Q taking over with his pressure. I, I think that the call out here for Alex Hernandez, and a lot of guys like this, if you have cardio problems and stuff like that, that doesn't mean you give it, like, you don't change your style. He knows he has five minutes to fucking kill the guy. Go kill the guy in five minutes. Don't expand your gas tank to eight minutes. <laughs> what is that going to do? But anyway, big win for Billy Q and Hernandez. I don't, it sucks. But we hit the... We, Hit that Consensus under. Consensus so, under. Yeah. Been, Love been it. Crushing it. And we've got some thoughts on the early prelims. Uh, just the, 
that fight was 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 pretty good though. I mean, mm-hmm. Alex Hernandez did go Alex Hernandez there for a little bit, and I'm sure our boy Magic was just jerking himself all over the mountains of Spain and shit. He was, um, but Billy Billy Q man is he's a tough fucking guy. He's got a pace that's gonna gonna be a problem for a lot of people. I, I agree with you, man. So like. I guess I get coming down to 145 for Alex Hernandez, but you're still the same dude. You know what I'm saying? Get, use that power down at the 145 and just go all out. Try knocking dude out. I, I don't know. Change, changing styles doesn't work um, when you have like a gas tank or like. That, uh, shout out, you know, RIP to my boy Rumble. He knew. <laughs> he knew what he was. Some dude just came for murder you, or he would lose, and that was it. That was his game plan, and that's okay. And he would, and he would make business decisions, and everybody was okay with that because we knew it was wrong. Why the, why the we fuck knew. did he take brain damage when yep. you could just tap? Yep. He's yep. gonna lose anyway, and everybody's gonna want to watch him again because he might murder some dude in in a minute, and we're all gonna love it. But yeah, all right, all right, Peter, Brad, Sean, anything to add here? Nope. All right, let's move on. ESPN2 portion of the car. We saw the middleweight division. We have Chris Curtis defeating Joaquin Buckley, knockout second round. Awesome. Uh, middleweight, Edwin Shabazian defeated Long Ambulance, knockout second round. Heavyweight, Rosenstrug defeated the Caucus in 23 seconds. Real good show in there by uh, one half of the Dukakis. Really good bunch for the Dukakis brothers. Uh, really good year. It's been a good 2022, if we're being yeah, honest. Brad, Brad hit it right. Like, the, the campaign is just off, it's the, it's off the rails it's at this point. And then, lastly, 18-year-old Raul Rosas Jr. defeated Jay Perrin. Submission. I don't need to toot my own horn, but nailed all these things. Just too fucking easy. They put the 18-year-old versus the worst fighter on earth, and we got it at minus 230, obvious on paper. It was UFC. Of course they were going to set this 18-year-old and a kid that can win. Uh, Rosentrude, hilarious. Dawkins, sorry. Edmund, when he faces guys that suck, he's probably going to win. We saw it there. Chris Curtis, maybe a tad bit lucky on that bad boy. Uh, I think we got a, a bit lucky on, on Curtis at plus 140 there. He was easily losing the fight and then caught him, put him out. I'm happy. Was that Munich, Brad? That that was Munich. It was indeed. Which means it definitely wasn't definitely luck. wasn't lucky. It wasn't luck. It was just no. We knew the result. Well Buckley was gonna Buckley was gonna keep doing the same thing the entire fight. So Curtis yeah. always had a chance to to land something. Mm-hmm. He usually doesn't get guys out of there like that, you know, lately anyway. That was that was nice, man. And Buckley's he's horrible. Like say it again, Lance. He kicked that guy that one time. Kicked I mean, him, he kicked him right in his face. I don't that's, know if what, that's what Buckley he did. did. Um, yeah, completely wrong about Edmund um, uh, against a shitty guy. Edmund looked decent, though, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. He looked he looked okay against a shitty guy, though. I got to see more. I, I don't know if I'm going to be fading him again and shit like I did with this fucking trash can, uh, long ambulance, but Edmund looked okay. Rosenstruck when he throws on guys. Is decent, but I think Dukakis is—he's done. Like I, I don't know what you do with with that guy. And uh, Rosales might be good. Like seriously, like it, when you can—I know it's a shitty dude, but when you can take guys down like that, and you already got uh, like legit submissions and shit that he's got. I mean, li- go. Hopefully, they take it kind of slow with him. But this dude might be twenty. And fighting the upper echelon if he wins. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, he's uh 
He's not bad. We think of 18, 19, 20 as so young in MMA, but when you look at like other sports, like 18-year-old, 19-year-old NBA players, he's the best in the world. Like, not that he is, but like, yeah, it's weird he's 18 because it's fist fighting, but when you look at like athletics, it's not the weirdest thing we've ever seen. You're also somewhat protected because he's an 18-year-old at 135 pounds. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like there's these massive dudes at 135 pounds that are going to be there to just shit all over him. The old man strength is a little bit lacking in the 135-pound division. Yeah. Well, there you go. The scary part is, does he have some kind of uh, learning disability, this kid? I, I, does he I have think- CTE already? I think he's probably he's he seems a little on the spectrum a little bit, bro. Like fight his ass off, but he he'll fuck you up. Problem at birth, like with his face. I think he's he's got like the the Bigfoot thing going on. He does he does? There's something got a little extra growth hormone. Of course, I mean our boy shout out Water Show, best base in MMA, just being ugly, 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 and school and shit. Like you got you got to learn, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brad, saw anything else to add here in the prelims? Nope. Wrong. Nope. Wrong on the the shitty darts that I tossed, but that's okay because yeah, Curtis came through. Go so Curtis. Munich. Uh, like, what are we like forty seven and one this year on Munich now? And one, and the one is under dispute. Yeah, it's one forty seven one overall. Forty seven one this year. Yeah, that's right. Pretty good. All right. By the way, division. Elliot Teporia defeated Bryce Mitchell. Submission. Arm triangle. Awesome. Hilarious. Love it. Love it. Mitchell, and then Mitchell said he lost after the fight because of the flu. So this guy always, I'm going to die. Blah, blah, blah. And then fine all <laughs> week. And then after the fight, oh, I had the flu. So that's why I lost. What a, but he can't even read this guy. Like, <laughs> he can't spell flu. I thought they were immune to all that flu shit. I thought, I thought they just. <laughs> they got the flu shot. Yeah. I, Has anyone told him he should have got the flu shot? No shots. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he ain't getting no shots, bro. He got oh fucking bodied. Like, yeah. that was... And, like, I... Tapuria was trying to kill that dude. Like, I know some Literally people are like, well, you gotta tone it down. <laughs> like, I think he was throwing extra hard to, to murder that dude. Tapuria's he was falling over. Man. Yeah. He, he, he also he's, had... he's wild, but he's not usually that wild. No. He was he's... trying to make a statement, and he had no respect for what Mitchell was doing. I forget the exact quote, but he said something like, I'm going to flatten his head like he thinks, thinks the earth, the earth is, is flat. flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then hey, taps man. him out uh, against the grappler. That's that's the cherry on top. That really, that that really was sick, man. That, so good. That guy is the the real, real. Like, seriously. Uh, I mean, Bryce Mitchell was going through some motherfuckers. I mean... What he did against Barbosa is Otis Barbosa's was still impressive, man. And for Taporia to do a guy like that, man. Yeah, but first guy he's really fought that I can say knows how to grapple. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And yep. well, and stop his up. grappling, completely shut his grappling down, you know, which was yep. very impressive. Yep. So, middleweight, Dreesis the Plusis defeated Darren Till. Sub, it looks like Darren Till also tore his ACL for like the 17th time. Uh, he said, I was wondering, because I, I had Till in this one, which I wasn't unhappy with the with the play. I, I, it actually, maybe not to the extent, but it was going kind of how I thought it was. I, I thought it would, where Till gets fucking dominated, gas out, takes over, wins the fight. 
Um, and it looked like that was happening. You know, Till went to, you know, he was a favorite after the second round, I believe. And he was, he won the second round. He looked fresh. But then the third round, he comes out and does absolutely nothing. Like, makes sense that he fucked his leg up again because it's Jaron Till. But I, I don't I'm not a huge, I don't think Duplessis is like this amazing prospect or anything. I thought if Till doesn't get hurt, maybe he wins that fight. I don't know. Till is horrible, and he has no takedown defense still, no matter who he trains with. Uh, Duplessis is okay, but he's just in fun fights. Don't don't expect more than that. He'll be in fun fights. He does stupid shit. But how Till just sat there and got punched in the face for like four minutes of the first round. What the fuck was he doing? He was doing the Phil Mickelson the whole awesome, time. He just kept looking up going... I love getting punched in the face, man. Like, what are you... Yeah, I don't... And I how, I think Duplessis could probably look a little bit better in like the second and third too if he didn't throw like 900 dumbass punches against Till's arm and his Bro, hand. No. Okay. I mean, I guess you got to keep throwing when the dumbass ref is really about to like step in and stop that. Could you imagine if he would have stopped that on him hitting his glove and his arm and shit? Well, um, it also it hurt Till because a couple times after he gave the thumbs up, he he actually there, got hit with a huge uppercut, yeah. and that, that just shows the state of repping as well. A guy literally has to take three uncontested uppercuts so he can give the ref a thumbs up because you know, you're worried about him stopping stop the fight. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, Duplessis, though, like like Sean said, um, man, he could be taken down, I think. Like, the dude's wild. If you got some technical striking, you're going to land yeah. on that guy. Who, yep. who knows with him? He's going to win some, he's going to lose some, and be in a ton of fun fights. Yep, I agree. Yeah, he's just like a brick wall, and um, if that's not working for him, he's going to be in trouble, but... In this fight, Till could have had 12 ACLs, and it wouldn't have mattered. He wasn't going to defend those takedowns. Maybe. He's a, he's a yeah. shitty Costa. That's what Duplessis kind of reminds me of. Really shitty Costa. And not yeah, really, player. really shitty. Yeah. yeah. An ugly, shitty Costa. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, this catchweight. Ponzinibbio defeated Alex Moreno. Knockout, third round. Wasn't like he did good in this one, but it panned out in the end. Um, I'll say knockout was fucking awesome. It came out of nowhere. Though... It kind of came out of nowhere, but Ponzi was landing more and more and more throughout that second and third round, and Moreno was landing more, and the defense wasn't there. But Santiago was landing a lot more as the fight went on, and Moreno, Moreno got hurt a few times, but this was just – and then I think he – I think Wes said it right. I think he got Bell's palsy <laughs> from the punt. I was like, this motherfucker is standing up. <laughs> uh, Ponzinibbio is completely washed, though. So I think washed. That will never bet on him again unless he ends up fighting Robbie Waller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Morono might have kept going and put it on Ponzinibbio if he didn't take the fight on, like, what, a week or two notice. Like, um, Ponzi's done. Like, he is beyond washed. I'll, I'll take this this cash and I'm I'm <laughs> off. It's over. I, yeah. That was a that was a roller coaster of a fight because I I, I picked Morono I I was contemplating betting him I ended up passing of course I'm pissed that I I passed on him and then he gets flatlined in the third and I'm like oh all right well I'll save some money and that would have been very shitty to lose money like that <laughs> yeah I was like I was the just... exact opposite of Sean I I think I picked Morono on the podcast and ended up putting Ponzi in a parlay because Morono looked like such a tub of shit. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, 
No, but like extra. He, yeah, he was the, the extra, the extra cottage, extra fat cottage cheese on this one. But yeah, uh, yeah that was ooh, p- pulled that one out of my ass. Yeah, I was, I was, I was happy with the luck on that one. I, I had it parlayed with the main event, so it was a little bit smaller. But the only bet I lost was was Till, and I feel like that was that was almost there. But yeah, Ponzi got fucking lucky. Super, super lucky. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Next up, we don't need to spend an hour on this. We've already talked about this. I think Sean's more on my side at this point, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. All right. And he's the smartest one on the podcast. Mm, fun. <laughs> That's fun. decision. Patty Plumbit defeated Jared Gordon. Decision. Unanimous decision. I'll say this. Um, I thought scoring the first round for Patty was criminal. It's it's not an option. It was, it was not an option. I don't think it was. The second round was decently close. We've seen a round like that scored either way a million times. And if we would have switched those guys out and inserted two mannequins and they did it, we would have scored that round probably. Maybe, maybe we say 60-40 for Gordon, but we see it all the time going to Patty. The third round, which everyone's calling like – Robert, right? Take the first round. I know the judges scored different. Let's just look at the second and third round. That's what matters. Second round was decently close. Third round, Gordon landed four punches. How is that the biggest robbery that's ever been? He landed four punches that round. So I just don't – I just I, I understand there's a lot of emotions in Patty Pimble. I understand this. But if you just break the, break the fight down in these little couple bites, the second round, the third round. Second round was decently close. Patty landed a lot, ended it right. Third round, Gordon did absolutely nothing except call stall for four minutes. Patty hit three or four of those stupid fucking knees. Patty ended you know pretty good the last ten seconds. Gordon landed four punches. I just don't see how that's the biggest robbery I've ever seen when a guy landed four punches in a round. It's not. It's not. It's just, I would say the, you, you can, you can score this fight 30, 27, Gordon, 29, 28, Gordon, and then 29, 28, Patty. I think 29, 28, uh, Gordon is probably the best card. Uh, and you have to give him the first round. The judges, Mm -hmm. none of the, none of the judges gave him the first round. That is what's criminal. That's that's what's wild. So he kind of kind of fucked my argument up a little bit. Like I him yeah. only won because all the judges gave him round one. That is that is why it's very bad. Throw that out though. Look, Let's throw that out for a second. Look, no, I know. No, no. Look, well, let me let me do my shit real quick since I'm the opposite side of this. First and foremost, it's a robbery because. They fucked the first round up. That makes it a robbery. Like, okay, then I'm gonna give my point on the other side of it, but it's a robbery because all three judges fucked the first round up. So, but let's take that. Let's take that out of it. People want to go to the the second and third round. It's it's more plausible to score those two rounds for Jared Gordon than it is to give them to Patty Pimblett. And the third round, every even Patty Pimblett's doing interview and after the fight doing his interview saying. I started coasting in the third because I thought I won the first two rounds. And then people told, well, Gordon didn't land nothing in the third round. Okay, Patty Plummett landed six fucking strikes. They were little stupid elbows when Gordon had him pinned against the cage. Gordon landed four. Those wash each other out. Control still does matter, though. When it comes down to nothing happening in the round. Off. I think but, points off if you're going to hold against but that. But you're not You're not the rules. And, and the, <laughs> the rules are that's the last thing but, to score. And that's the only thing that happened in the round. Gordon had over four minutes of control, right, dude. That it. is insane, man. And b- besides that, over 3,200 people judged that fight on MMA decisions. 90% of them judged it for Jared Gordon. 48% of them had it 30-27, Gordon. 
There was one I mean, media member. At, at that this stood. point, people are just hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Well, okay. Like, oh, this is the worst decision ever. No, no, That's no. But I want to. I want to say this was absolutely and nowhere close to the worst decision ever. I have seen yeah. shit so far worse than this. There something. Uh, and another thing, I want to say something worse happened on Friday night when Danny Sabatello got a 50-45 in a fight by Douglas Crosby. The problem is Douglas Crosby flew from Mohegan late that night all the way to Vegas to judge that fight. Dude, he's there like 24 hours later judging a fight, gets it wrong, gets the first round for fucking Patty. So he had a scorecard of 50-45 Danny Sabatello Friday night, then goes to Vegas the next day, jet lag, (laughs) no fucking sleep, and scores fucking 29-28, Patty fucking Pimblet gives him the first round. That dude should be out of judging. That this this there's something wrong with it. There's something no, wrong with it. No argument there. And I'm not saying it was a good decision. I'm saying I think it, was it wasn't a robbery. a robbery. It wasn't a huge robbery yeah, outside I, of the think, judges fucking up the first. Yeah, that, it was a very plausible out. decision. Yeah. I wasn't a, I wasn't shocked. I'll put it that way. I was mad. I, I yeah. wasn't shocked at all. Like, I was so unshocked that before the decision was read, I tweeted out, that's going to be 29-28 Patty. <laughs> I just think when you get a group of that size of, of people that watch every Can fight, agree on something. If they're given their, their stuff on MMA decisions, they're signed up for all that shit. They watch all the fights and judge them like that. Not also- everybody's right. 10% though? Out of 3,200 people. Listening to the announcers. They're reading the tweets. I, they hate Patty. They want the upset. It's Patty's a got a lot of fans. No, Patty's got a lot of fans. He's got a following. Yeah, in the, they're not the MMA that are on MMA decisions. Um, <laughs> zero. Zero Patty bro, fans. When it, they're absolute when it's nine When it's 90-10, though, you can take a lot of that out of it. When it's 90-10. I'm not saying it was a good decision. I'm saying it was not. Pla- it's plausible. I, I, I get it. You can so it, it's you plausible. Can find a worse one it's plausible until you see the actual scorecards and yes. see the yeah. way yes. they got to 29 28 that makes it horrendous that makes it a robbery though like in that context yeah. that is that's a that's a robbery in that context because the first round is the easiest clearest round to score in the entire All fight right, let's say we give it to him we give the first round to gordon second round what would you say percentage split 60 40 gordon you yep. could give the second and third to Patty easily, and everybody would have been fine with that. I think. I think even the people that no, scored that fight dude, before the cards went out, Twitter exploded. There were people what? saying this is the worst robbery in MMA history before the cards even came out. You would have probably, I mean, you would have probably still had people saying it was a bad decision and shit. But like, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been as mad because I would have, I would have got that. You wouldn't. When, everybody else would. When they showed the cards <laughs> and they Just showed that. that uh, he won the first round. Then it's like, man, like, come on. And I don't know, dude. It's just we're we're talking about this stuff way too often. And yeah, uh, with everything, with everything going around, like the integrity of of MMA and in in the fights themselves nowadays, it's just it's not a good look, man. Like I had people that I, I follow other gamblers that don't really watch MMA, barely bet on MMA. They bet pay per views and main cards. And they was literally like, how can y'all bet this shit anymore? Like, this is worse than boxing at this point. So I'm like, it's not that bad. But to them, outside looking in, it's not It's not a good look. And I read, I forget who it was, that Sean Sheehan 
guy or whatever. He was like does all the judging stuff. He scored. He scored a twenty nine twenty eight. Jordan or Gordon when he rewatched it and said that it was close. And then he put this tweet out today, and it was I forget it was two other guys, and he said yeah, those are the two best guys, and they both scored it for Patty on rewatch. So if let's say those are the three best media members at scoring fights, they spend time and energy and research. Two of the three of them scored it from Patty. So I just don't see how that's the biggest robbery ever. If guys who study the criteria and all that is as much as they possibly can, and I, I just your premise I, is all wrong, Lance. The premise is all wrong because if you spend any time or effort worrying about <laughs> MMA criteria and judging, you instantly don't, lose. Don't we all usually though watch a fight? You usually know who won a fight. We know who won that fight. Watching that fight, man. That that's, if the fight happened in a different order, if rounds two and three happened first they would have been split and it would have been an easy decision for Gordon because he would have won round three or he should have won round three on all. He should have. I don't, I don't, I get it though. Yeah. I get, I get where Lance is coming from and him say it. Nobody should be shocked. They shouldn't call it the worst decision of all time. I saw some of Ariel stuff and why he was calling it the worst decision <laughs> ever. It, he's trying to surround like all of the stuff surrounding the sport and shit right now. Stuff. Well, We're trying to call him out. I'm, That's why he did that. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm not right. trying to put all that into it. I'm putting it in context. I've watched Diego Sanchez win five decisions that are that are worse than that. Yeah. You know, Clay Guida like, fought, fought last week. And that was way worse. Oh, well, that's why I said there might have been one last week that was worse. Uh, Scott Holtzman has a way better case for a robbery than <laughs> Gordon. Ma- Magic brought up with you. He brought up the um, uh, the Peter Yon. Yon fight against O'Malley. That that was a worse decision. I, he does, he thinks this one's worse. That was a way worse decision. Peter yep. Yan over over or O'Malley over yep. uh, Yan. I think I think the part that made me, despite Patty coasting or whatever, this is Gordon's moment, right? It's he's he in his mind, like let's say he won the first two fights. He's landing he's landing better in the first two rounds. All that stuff. Co-main event, pay per view, biggest opportunity of his life. And he chose to push him against the cage performance. That's why I don't feel bad for Gordon. If Gordon would have come out and fought the exact same way he did in the first few rounds, he probably wins the decision. He wins the fight. Maybe it's even fight of the night, whatever. Instead, he literally held him against the cage for four minutes. So it's hard for me to feel bad for Gordon in this situation. It wasn't Patty Holden Gordon, right? Patty can't... Patty was useless. I don't, I don't know. know if he guessed or what, but like Gordon <laughs> chose to not fight for four minutes and hold him against the cage. So why am I going to feel bad for him when he made me at 1130 PM, watch him fucking push a guy against the cage. P- Patty admittedly, he's the star of the show and admittedly coasted in the third <laughs> round. Cause he was, a, he pulled a fucking Misha Tate in this motherfucker. Just, Just coasted. <laughs> he right. He's the true. star and he coasts because he's not worried about any, like, you can fault both. He's so do- he's so good that he coasted and still won the round. Yeah, like get, give, feed this man the fucking Tapori already. And no, that's a waste. Of, that's a waste. We're time. we're gonna get a great line on Patty next Again, time because people are gonna start betting against him. Look, no, I mean to bet on him because yeah. the UFC is gonna yeah. give him a step back, and people are gonna be pissed, and they're gonna bet on his opponents. And there we go. They gave him a. This was the winnable fight too, though. They thought he was gonna style on fucking Jared Gordon. Y'all thought this was the one too soon. They gave me plus two hundred. I had to take it. I told him, uh, last yeah. week. I said I'm at the point. I'm taking over plus two hundred against this guy. I thought this was gonna lose. Like th- this was almost like my free. I think I'm gonna get a better number on a decent guy next time, and we'll we'll see. Yeah. Enough of that. Hey, well- 
That's enough Patty yeah, talk. I did say someone tweeted maybe Clay Guida next for Patty Pimblett. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, we don't really need to talk about the main event. It was fucking terrible. Um, I didn't care about the scoring. When a draw came out, I was like, eh, I don't care. I fucking don't care. It was awful. We got leg kick McGee in the first two or three rounds, and then we got lay and pray the last two rounds. Just had absolutely no interest. And what a UFC fucks a lot of stuff up, and Dana fucks a lot of stuff up. Could they have done this any more perfectly? They called Glover and Jabal Hill before these motherfuckers left the cage and said, fuck these guys, you guys are fighting for a belt. And that was maybe the coolest thing Dana's ever done. Yep. It's up there. On yeah. rewatch, this isn't that bad of a decision either. I know there all, was outrage. All I'll say is... There was outrage yeah. about this? Yeah. Yeah, people think uh, I've got robbed, but the first three rounds can easily go to Young. It's just the odds that all three of them go to, to Jan is a, a bit more no, sketchy. He, he definitely won round two and round three. Yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. Like the other round one round one, one is, is the one where I'm surprised that all three judges gave it to Jan. But fuck Russians though. Yeah. Also, right. I'm just as surprised sure. that two judges gave Ankalaev a ten eight in round five because he yeah. wasn't really close to stopping the fight. Jan no, landed fight, zero strikes, and Ankalaev was punching him a bit. We just usually don't the see those all day. I'm not a big conspiracy guy on anything ever, but if there was ever a time that the UFC phoned into the judges, they go, hey, it's pretty plausible for a 10-8 there, eh? A draw? That'd be, that'd be good. All right. <laughs> so, we'll see. But Glover is fighting for the belt next month against Jamal Hill, a guy that got... It all worked out. I bear you. I mean, this could, not, this could not have been better for Glover to share. They tried to fucking... They tried to fuck him and karma. Just the stars were like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're so not good. doing the old man like it. So good. All right. Well, let's jump in and see how quick we can go through these fights. Um, this is decent fights. It's okay. I guess I would say a lot of tough names. Uh, Bantamweight division, Sergey Morozov versus Journey Newsom. Uh, orders fucked up. Sean. Uh, Morozov probably wins, but minus 280 is a bit steep for a guy that isn't amazing he's decent i'll probably pass but pick morozov brad or wes sorry um the yeah, I, I, <laughs> um I, I like morozov in this fight too but yeah there's it's just it's way too out of whack at this point um if i was to play anything i was uh i was looking at fight doesn't go at plus money right now, uh, Journey Newsom is just an absolute scrub. And when he loses fights, he gets his shit pushed in. So um, maybe a little shot on that uh, fight doesn't go. It's like plus 105 right now. Um, rolls off a pick. Brad? Maybe someday I'll get access to all my books again and I can uh, <laughs> actually bet on more of these fights. But I think Morozov's fine to throw in a parlay here. I mean, uh, Journey Newsom's best UFC win is Fernie Garcia. Not bad. A dude named after a plant. And Morozov's <laughs> not bad. He's been in there with good fighters. He's been competitive with them. He's lost a couple of them. But I think that he's probably going to blow Journey Newsom out in this one. Yeah, I uh, I think Morozov wins this fight. But I don't know, man. That's a, that's a pretty big line for an average fighter. So I don't think I'm going to lay it on this one. So I'm going to pick Morozov. That's going to be a pass. All right, next up, David Borak versus Manel Cape. You shot. 
I think Cape kind of turned a corner. Um, it kind of sucks that some of his fights have got canceled. I think he had a little bit of momentum coming off those two wins. Um, both these guys have lost to Nicolau. I guess that's not uh, a terrible... Neither of those are terrible losses. Nicolau is obviously very good. Um, this looks to be a striking fight. Cop is, is finally throwing. Hopefully he continues to throw in this fight because I think he's the better striker. Minus 240. I'll probably end up having to take that in, in a parlay. Wes? Yeah, it... It is a little high. I do like I do like Cape here as well. Um, I I, I want to play Cape KO. It, it's a nice price, but um, uh, Dvorak is is usually a, a tough dude that that stays in fight. So I just this this price is it's a little sketchy with me uh, for Cape. I know he's looked good his last couple against some some okay dudes. Um, He's definitely the pick. I, I I don't know about laying that that price on him. I think if I, I do end up playing him, it'll be uh, by KO, which is around plus one sixty. I think bet online right now. Um, yeah, cop a pick, maybe a bet on him by KO. Brett. Yeah, I like uh, the the cop cape man uh, in this one. I think that he's just fought a much high. I know they both fought Nicolau recently, but uh, he's fought the much higher level of composition outside of that fight. And a lot of people thought he beat Nicolau. I I think I remember thinking he beat Nicolau in that fight. Um, I think that he's much better, much more athletic than David Dvorak. Uh, Hogs on his side. You don't really talk about Hogs a lot at 125, but. I think this is a spot where uh, it, it might matter a little bit. So, Lua Cup, um, and probably to get it done inside because he, he seems to have found that again. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like Cop to get a finish here, but it also kind of scares me a little bit just because it's him. <laughs> so he can yeah. do some stupid shit. And then Dwarks, he's an interesting guy. He's, he's got some decent power. He's got some decent subs. Um, and if he gets this to the ground, it's hard to trust Cape to survive that. So I think it's either going to be Cape knocking him out probably in the first, second round, or he makes a mistake, gets taken out and gets choked out. I like the doesn't go here. Uh, it's right around even money. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think there's going to be a finish in this fight. Usually when you have two finishers like this, but it's in the lower weight class, you get a bit, little bit more value than you normally would if it's someone 155, 170 or so. So I like that. Fred, was this, this was not Munich. What was this Munich was not, again? No. <laughs> Munich is Munich. This is Munich's what later. I wanted in Munich. Right? Yeah. And okay, you didn't it. really say this one was Munich. Oh, I definitely did. New Sean? <laughs> I said it. Anyway, Cop Bay doesn't go the distance. All right, let's move on now. Welterweight division. Renat. <laughs> Fuck right off. Fuck right off. Mine. Fuck right in off. Fuck a keen off versus Brian Battle. Man, it gets worse if you go up the, the list. <laughs> Wes, mute yourself. Pull out your uh, headphones and plug them back in, buddy. But mute yourself first I, so we don't kill our ears. I said jiggle. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's hard to know what fuck right off uh, if he's good or not. He, he couldn't finish Mikalidis. Um Brian Battle is not good. He can be taken down. Fuck right off. Probably takes him down. I'm going to stay away. Uh, I've lost some money uh, fading Battle, and 
and that's that's Wes's fault. So uh, I'll uh, I'll stay away and I'll just pick fuck right off. So it's like when you you're you're flying and you land and your ears pop. <laughs> it's like when Wes unplugged his headphones. I muted myself. It fuck? sounds it sounds very good now. No, it's it's good. Yep. <laughs> All right, Wes. Who you got um, here and fuck her with dinner off? Man. It's 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 gonna happen. It's, Your boy. It's gonna happen again. Um <laughs> this guy's horrible, man. You cannot tell me this dude's this dude's any good. And I cast a bet on battle. <laughs> I know, I know you'll probably do it again here, but I, I, I gotta I'm going down with the shit, man. Um I'm taking the old uh, fuck right off. I, I I think he can get battle down here, man. Get some grounded pound. I, I just don't think battle's very good, man. Um, this line's getting kind of up there. Um, I went ahead and, and played it at uh, at minus one forty. It's getting up to minus one forty five now. Um, I wouldn't play it anything past that if it keeps going up. I I do kind of like um, a little spot on. Uh, We'll just well, I guess we're just gonna call him fuck right off because I'm not even uh I'm not even even trying that. Uh not all the props are up, but uh uh him him inside the distance is uh plus two thirty. I'm absolutely gonna take some of that. Uh I I've just seen battle fucking in some bad spots, man. I, I don't know. They're giving this dude some good good fights. Gore had him hurt and then just doesn't throw and then he's out there choking dude, popping dudes' heads off and shit. Um yeah, I, I just I gotta do it. I'm going down with the shit. Fagretinov, looking <laughs> perfect, excellent, nailed it. Man, you he was uh, he was really like basically even money yesterday, huh? Yeah, I know we fucked up. Yep. Yeah, um, that's fine. I, I don't care about getting in on lines early. I'm still considering betting uh, fuck right in off. Um, Man, Brian Battles, he's not good. He's had success over guys who are very not good in the UFC. Um, it's just like, is, is fuck right enough? A, a UFC type guy? Maybe, I guess. I don't know, being able to out-wrestle a guy who used to fight at light heavyweight for 15 minutes is not terrible uh, when that's probably going to be his game plan here. So I'll take him. And man, I'll I'll probably end up laying it. Yeah, I uh, I don't like Brian Battle. Um, I actually didn't even bet him in that last fight. I bet the under uh, in the Sato fight. But that was the reason I picked Battle in the last fight was because Sato is so fucking terrible. He's just awful, awful. I don't think Brian Battle is good at all. I don't really know what he's good at per se. Um, I was shocked he just won out of him in that in that last fight. That was kind of shocking. But Renat, uh, he seems better. Um, I think anyone who can push and grapple Brian Battle is going to give him some trouble, and we haven't really seen that very much yet. So I think this is going to be him grappling, uh, dragging him to the ground, beating him up a little bit. I think on the feet he's probably better anyway, uh, wherever this fight goes. So I, I, I do think Renat wins this. I liked him even when it was minus 120, 125, 130. Once it gets past the 140 range, that's kind of like 140 is kind of my exit strategy. Um, on a, on a straight bet, unless it's someone that I just absolutely love. Like I played Tapori, I think at minus one forty, minus one forty five straight. But Renat, fuck Rutinov, not the kind of guy. 
So, yeah. But I'll pick him in this fight. All right. Lightweight division, Hafa Garcia versus Mahashate. Mahashate? Wait, so, so we just had half the, half the Garcia fight after Brian Battle. Half the Garcia <laughs> half the battle. battle? Yeah. Is he back? Yeah. Is he back? <laughs> I hope I so. Sure he, was, he was heartbroken. Tisha Torres is pregnant, isn't she? Yep. Yep. Is he back in the picture? You're married and pregnant now. Is he back in the married, picture? Married and yeah. married and pregnant, but she's got Ike Valley flags, baby. I don't understand was, what happened that, there. They said was that semen in the bags, the 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 bags on his counter, and then he just passed it over to Tisha for the pregnancy. <laughs> is that is that possible? I'll look into that. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Mahashate. Is that how you say it? Wes, you got to jiggle it again. You ruined it. Um, this is just another crapshoot fight, uh, in my opinion. I n- n- no one's <laughs> no one's even shot on Mahashate, um, so it's it's hard to know what kind of takedown defense he has. Half a Garcia for how shitty he is, he does go for a bunch of takedowns. Does seem to have all right cardio, so. It, it's possible that he is able to take down Mahashate and, and win there, or he doesn't, and he gets absolutely lit up on the feet. I don't know what happens here. I'll uh, I'll pick Mahashate to hopefully knock out this fool. <laughs> Wes? Yeah. Um, I'm a uh, – I kind of like the old, the old machete here. Um I think if he can, um, you know, keep this on the feet, he's, he's definitely got going to have to fight off some some grappling and some takedown attempts by Ohafa Garcia. Um, I think if he can, though, man, like Garcia is is not great, uh, and th- this Machate kid, he hits so. Um, man, he's plus one. He's like plus one sixteen at Bet Online. Like, I don't know. I just think that line's a, a little off, man. Um, Hafa Garcia shouldn't be this this big of a favorite. Uh, even at minus one thirty or so, um, I might watch the line a little bit though. Um, it, it's kind of crept up a little bit the past few days, um, so uh, definitely the pick. And uh, I'm going to watch the line. Uh, if anything, it'd be a, a play on uh, the old machete. Brad, uh, this this machete guy has fought just the worst people that you've ever seen in your life, and somehow has lost. To one of them, and it wasn't that long ago. It was like I know he's young, but it was like three years ago. So I think this is the first time he's fighting like somebody that's sort of competent in his entire career, and he's basically even money. I mean, I'm we make fun of half a Garcia on this fight or uh, on the, on this podcast, but. Every once in a while, he, he bumps it up to three quarters of a Garcia, and, and maybe this is going to be one of those performances. So I'm, I'm going with Hafa and uh, hoping that he's a, a grower. In this but he already beat the Steve Garcia. Yeah, now he's got the other half of the Garcia to deal with. And this is, if he this beats is the them both, he, gets, he, unlocks, he gets like a Pokemon card. He gets the full yeah. Garcia. It's pretty good. One Garcia. Um. I'm Andy Garcia. 
I looked at betting this. I can't do it, but I'm going to take Mahashate. Um, remember Ooh. that Danny Trejo movie, Machete? Maybe that should be like his little oh, yeah. thing. Um, this one, it, this is, a, it, I don't know if it's truly, if Hoffa Garcia would see this as a grappler versus striker, but it is. Um, if this fight's in the feet, I think Machete is going to beat him up. He's going to just work him on the feet. If he takes down, there's no clue what this kid does if he's on his back and probably has no idea what he's doing. So um, I'm going to pick Machete, but I'm not betting this one. All right, bandwidth. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Saeed Yukub Kakramanov. New song? The Kakramanov. Saeed, Saeed, Saeed fight? It is a Saeed, Saeed. fight. Um, Saeed my, my question is if, if Kakramanov thoroughly hmm. outgrapples Nurmagomedov here, does, does Nurmagomedov have to change his last name? Because I hope so. It's a pretty bad look. Um, it, it's possible in this fight. Like, Saeed's not the grappler that uh, that some of the others that have that name are. Um, and Kok Ramoff, Ramanoff seems like he's he's got some grappling skills. So this is another one where I'm. I think I'm just gonna stay away. It's another closely lined fight, and I don't think I, I don't really have an edge on it. Um, I will pick the dog. Who is there's no dog now? What the fuck? This line's bounced a bit. Um, I'll I'll pick the cock rammer. Brad, Wes. Um, yeah, I I kind of like uh, this, is my mic stuff fucked up? You bet. Yeah, it, works. it sounds like there's crickets inside of your microphone, and you're about to crash your airplane. You're getting go ahead, right. let go. Ahead, go ahead. Buddy, we're going down, and you're on the airplane phone. That's kind of what it sounds like. Bradley, right, so has already been he's already been in there with one of these Nurmagomedovs. He, he knows that Nurmagomedov's way better than this one. He knows what that's all about, and uh, and he's the Cock Ramanov. I mean, he's he's got a great name. He's uh, he's gonna win the battle of the Saeeds, and I may even have a Saeed bet on him. Oh, draw, yeah. <laughs> Wes, how you doing? No, nope. you're gonna have you're gonna have to change settings, uh, Wes. We'll we'll come back to you. You got to go into the settings and, and change your your input to the old Bluetooth. I looked at Kokmanrinov, um, but then I don't know. Saeed Nurmagomedov has looked better uh, the last few fights, even though fighting losers. But I'm gonna take Kokmanrinov, but I'm not gonna bet him. Wes, how you doing? Wes is loving life right now. He's doing he a great. job for speakerphone. They're great. This working? Yes. Yeah. There we go. Sounds good. I, I had it muted on my fucking. This uh, motherfucker. Don't double mute. Welcome to corporate world, Wes. Yeah, I And Wes is trying to talk to Lance about putting together a computer and shit. <laughs> this man can't even turn on his fucking microphone. I never double mute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like uh, I like the uh, the old cock man here as well. Um, I think he I think he's gonna get wrestling off. Um, I just man, this fight's close to me though. Um, I if this was if this was decent plus money, I, I might take a shot. But the lines come down to where he's some uh, some a little bit of juice now. So uh, be a pick, but I'm I'm probably gonna pass on this. Um, I do like I was looking at uh, 
the over, I think it's a little bit juicy, but I think that might be a decent parlay piece because I think these dudes are going to cancel each other out a lot in this fight. Yep. Moving on to the next fight in the middleweight division, Julian Marquez versus Deron Wynn. New Sean. Both these guys are not good. Marquez is, is very bad. Deron Wynn is probably very bad. Um, Wynn just took a couple hellacious beatings. Even still, he, he probably should be able to wrestle Marquez, not get subbed, and, and probably win here. It's just tough for me to bet on a five foot four, if, if we're being correct, uh, no, middleweight. Like I, I know short, it says five six. Shortsism. It, w- water show's going to be in shambles when he listens to you, this. You can call it shortsism. We're, we're betting on people getting in a cage and beating the shit out of each other. If if I have hesitancy to bet somebody who is 5'6 that should probably be fighting at 135, not 185, sue me. He's I'll thick, pick Wynn. Man, he's thick. <laughs> you don't get he it. He struggles to make 185. Uh, I'll, I'll pick Win, but I don't think I can bet him. <clears throat> He's even shorter than me. That's mm. that's and might short. even be shorter than me. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's close, <laughs> close. Yeah, and <clears throat> that dude's looked like death a couple times trying to make one eighty five. You uh, might want to move up so he doesn't have to cut. Two oh, like a five, a five, five, two oh fiver. Wouldn't that be something? Like DC would be as proud as that accomplishment as anything. Darian Maybe he fights done. DC. Come back, buddy. Fight the coach. DC's never making two oh five again in his entire <laughs> life. Um, I've I've faded when a ton, man. Like a whole lot. He's gotten me. He's gotten me bad a couple times. I've won a little bit. Um, had just a massive bet on uh on our boy Philly uh against him. Man, I I kind of like him in the spot. I, I think this is a really good matchup. Um Marquez does throw some good bombs and shit, but man, if he can get inside, which I think he can, I think he can get some takedowns here, some control on Marquez. Um I mean, we see Marquez against like Alvi and shit, man. Like he's not great dude i just think wins got got the enough of a chin to get inside and get this fight dirty and get it on the mat and um at least get a couple rounds here so i kind of like win as a dog brad all right if i sat here and told you that i wasn't a little nervous about win getting choked out in the third round after dominating the wrestling for, for 10 minutes easily, I'd be lying to you. Um, the, he'll find a way to get tired and make this way more difficult than it used to be. But if Mackie Patolo is out-wrestling the shit out of uh, Marquez... You stole, my, you stole my joke. I was going to talk about he got re- out-wrestled by a guy named Coconut Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, same page. We're, we're on the same page when it comes to this one, Lance. Um, that that third round, it's a little sketchy, uh, but I think the, the books kind of know that as well. And even when Wynn is tired, he, he's going to be able to get takedowns here. So I think he's going to ride it all the way through. I don't have access to this because 
communism here in Ontario, but so, win by decision at plus 375 is, oh, but uh, I'll just take some money line. I do, do kind of like some of your books. I do kind of like the over too. The over is like plus money. I don't think that's horrible at all. Um, one of the uh, the places up in Canada has over one and a half at minus one thirty three. Yeah, you you showed that to us, and I, that's a, that would be a hammer. Like that, that's this a, is this is going around and a half. That's a weird. That's a weird one. I, I like Deron Win here. Um, I like him a good bit. I, I've never been a big Deron Win guy, um, and I've actually been on Marquez on a, on a lot of his fights. I, I, pl- I played Marquez either unders or inside the distance a ton here, but I think it's a bad matchup for him. I think. Deron Wynn has obviously really, really good wrestling. And it, I'm not worried about Wynn getting subbed on top with his base. Uh, he has a really, really good base on top. I think if he commits to wrestling and actually does it, which he didn't do in the last fight uh, versus the Hogs, I, I think because he's seen – I think his game plan there was if you I catch Hogs clean one time, he's probably taking a nap. So I'm going to try to do that. Um, but I think Wynn just, fucking Marquez got a wrestle by getting coconut bombs. I already said it. And I think Wynn can get takedowns. He can, he can sit on top. He can lay ground and crown. I think it's 15 minutes of Wynn on top. So at plus money, I, I love this thing. And this is going to be Munich. Last second, Hail Mary Munich. It's a easy winner. All right. Let's move on now. Welcome to the end of the year. Shortest dude. Yeah. Got to do it. Short Kings. <laughs> Walter White, Jake Matthews, Matthew Semisberger. You shot. I like Matthews here. Um, showed some really good striking improvement in his last fight against Fialo. Um, hopefully he doesn't do too, too much of that against Semmelsberger. Maybe mix in some wrestling because I think he can take down Semmelsberger and, and out-grapple him there. Um, Matthews has shown a good chin for the most part throughout his career, so... Semmelsberger does throw some heat, so hopefully he can take it if he does get uh, clipped a bit. But yeah, I think uh, Matthews takes over this fight and, and gets a finish in the second or third. So I'll be putting him in a parlay probably with Manel Cop. Brad? No, the fucking the thing, it's it's fucking me up. <laughs> Wes. <laughs> um, man, I... I'm back to re- really liking liking my dude again, man. Um, I think this is a, a really good spot again for Jake Matthews. Uh, man, w- what we saw last time was just just insane improvement. Um, definitely on the feet, his, his hands looked as, as good as they ever have. But um, I'm, I'm with Sean here too. I, I think he can mix in some wrestling here. I don't know how much he wants to stand and bang with with uh, Summersberger because that's probably his best path is to catching Jake with something. So, but man, it. I think I got it a little uh, under the minus two fifty right now, but I have him in a parlay with somebody else on the card at a at a little bit of juice, and he he might be my my favorite uh, parlay piece around that minus two fifty spot on, on the card. Bradley, there's a lot of people that have a lot of faith in in Jake Matthews once again, and I'm not sure if they've seen this story before, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, he <laughs> he looks good. He, he seems like he's turned the corner. He's put it all together now. He's got that look in his eye, uh, and then he comes out and he lays an absolute turd. Uh, and I think it's coming off of a fight where yes, he looked good, but it was against a very noted one-round fighter that he looked good against. So. 
can he really carry that into the second and third round against somebody that, that's throwing back? I, honestly, the only reason I haven't bet Semmelsberger is because I don't think he's very good either. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not particularly opportunistic, and I, I don't think that he can necessarily take advantage of those openings that will be there from Matthews, but... I'm not in the business of laying what is it like minus two sixty or whatever on uh, on Matthews. Yeah, not for me. Random question: What happened to uh, Anthony Rocco Martin? Did Lloyd Irvin like fuck a hole in the back of his head and he had to retire or something? Who who's that? The, the funny man? Tony Martin. Is that the same guy as as Tony Martin? <laughs> Anthony Rocco Martin. No, we're not calling him that. Not not happening. He changed his name. Remember? I do remember. What happened? I remember me specifically saying he lost they a bunch cu- of fights. They, he got cut. They, they cut him, and then he's fighting on the regional scene now. Cut him? Wasn't he like – he had won like a bunch. He lost to Neil Magny. You get cut. Mm, fair. He did make us some good money in, in his UFC stint, I think. I bet him I bet him a handful of times. Anyway. Um, I like Matthews here. I think – his striking, I, you don't want to overuse it when your striking improves and you got some good grappling that we've seen that happen. Uh, hopefully that's not the case here, but I think Matthews improved striking to go with his grappling and I think just settling in. Uh, I think he got he got moved up pretty quick at a very young age with a very bad father <laughs> pushing him and yelling at him all the time, and I think he just maybe coming to his own. And I think this is a a very winnable fight, easy. I think once maybe not easy, but this is. He should win this fight way, way, way more often than not. I think he's better everywhere here. I think if it stays in the feet, it's Matthews. I think if we go to the ground, it's Matthews. And at minus 250, minus 260 or so, I'm comfortable laying that. So I will be on Matthews here. All right. Women's straw wave. Jane Vismiss. Corey McKenna. Group effort. Anyone got anything? I know you're supposed to pick the dog, but I can't pick a dog that has a four-foot ten reach. That's That's not a lot. The dog, right. Sean. Come on. The other chick got head and armed for 15 minutes. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. The other chick has a four foot ten reach. I almost need never to reach her for a head and arm. <laughs> I never. I always take the favorite in chick fights because usually if I don't know who the people are, I just take the favorite. So I'm not overwhelmed in the pool. It's working for you. Apparently. All right. Let's move on. Main card, middleweight division, Michael Olacandy versus Cody Brundage. New Sean. Yeah, Olacandy is, is I've, I've kind of backed him a bunch throughout his career. Uh, it's kind of not worked out a couple times. It, it's hard to know what that last fight means. I mean, he absolutely washed Alfie as he should uh, in his drop to 185. Cody Brundage, not good. Olacandy likely puts him <clears throat> out of there. But that's a pretty big number on on a guy that you know sometimes just doesn't show up. Yeah, Wes. Yeah, I mean, I think too back though, like going fifteen minutes of a kickboxing match with with Dustin Jacoby isn't isn't horrible uh, nowadays. And you know the the two kind of bums he fought before then he, he got one out of there. Um, I just don't think Brundage is great, man. He's going to absolutely have to get to consistent takedowns in this fight. And I won't say Oliver Candy's got like great takedown defense or something, but 
I think he does got really good footwork and he, he can stay on the outside. He can move around. He can get in and out, land his shots. Um, and man, he hits hard, uh, just, just for a guy that's not a big, a big dude at the weight class. Um, uh, he's still got some power. So I just think he can keep this on the feet long enough to where, I mean, Brundage's gas tank is absolute shit. If this goes 15 goes into the second, third round, um, I think Ola Candy can get a can get a second or third round KO here, and that's right around even money. Um, I like that spotter, um, the old Candy Man by KO. Brad, I'll go with the Candy Man as well. Uh, Brundage seems to get hurt by anybody that he's in there with. Um, just not a lot of faith in him to do a whole lot of anything. I, I think he'll try and get this to the ground, but you know, the, the candy man's got decent enough takedown defense. He'll rip to the body. Um, I think he's finally down at his right weight class and it's going to make a difference. He's not just going to get overpowered by dudes, which is generally what's happened to him aside from the, the Jacoby fight. It's just been much bigger grapplers who have been able to take him down and, and kind of dominate him. So candy man, um, I don't know, maybe parlay with Morozov or something. Yeah, I've been torn on this one. Um, I just envision him getting a takedown and subbing the Candyman, who's been subbed several times, awful on the ground. Uh, Brunnitz has some chin issues. His striking is not good, but he's he's a big dude, and he's he's pretty strong on top, and he can he has finishes from that top position. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of hard not to to take a peek at Brundage. Inside the distance, I think it was like plus 365 on, on Brundage, and I feel like that's a, a decent number. Like his gas tank's not great. It's going to be Brundage in the first round and a half, or, or he's getting knocked out, or if it goes longer, that's definitely Candyman there. So I don't know, slight lean on Brundage here. Not sure if it's going to be a play, but I think at the, that line, he, he might be worth a shot. All right, lightweight division, Drew Dober, Bobby Green. Fuck Bobby Green. You, Sean? Kind of wanted to bet Bobby Green, but he didn't move on. (laughs) (laughs) Drew Dober really only loses to guys who can grapple, and trusting Bobby Green to grapple is money poorly spent. Um, This looks like it's going to be a kickboxing fight. Drew Dober has big power, he's got good striking. Bobby Green's going to get hit a bunch, shake his head, and lose a decision. even even looking at Dover by TKO, it's only plus two hundred, and Bobby Green is fairly durable, so I don't even like that. So this is just a stay away. I'll I'll pick Dover to win the decision. But I mean, I like Dover here. Um, tr- trusting Bobby Green to do anything that you want him to do in a fight, you might as well just light your li- yeah light light your shit on fire. Um, yeah, I think I think. This turns into a kickboxing match, and I just think Dober lands the the bigger, harder shit. I, I'm probably not going to get Bobby Green out of there, like Sean said. Bobby Green's going to do a lot of shaking his head, and that didn't land. And while the whole time he's getting punched in the face, and probably going to lose a decision here. But I'm just laying it uh, on Dober minus one fifty bet online. Um, I like Dober in the spot. I, I think he wins this fight. Fred. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of look at a way to attack this fight, and I don't really have anything. Uh, I, I think it could get a bit tricky for Dober, just because Green does put on weird fights. He's got good defense, and 
and eventually he's going to do something stupid that's going to blow that all up in his face. But uh, I think, you know, if people want to take a, a shot on Bobby Green here, they're idiots because it's Bobby Green. Um, but there are worse bets to be made on the card. Ah, I I can't do it, though. Uh, I think that... Dober's going to get cracked and it's not going to move his massive jaw. And then Green's going to get cracked and he's going to like do a dance routine for 30 seconds. And that's kind of going to be the difference. But both guys are going to be landing in this fight. I like Dober here. I think minus 150 is actually kind of low. I, I think I think Bobby's I think he's done. Like, I, I really do. Like, he's, you know, he, he got that big step up. He got the Makachev fight on short notice. He got killed. And, like, it's now what's for Bobby. He got busted for steroids. He sat out. Like, what what's left for this man who, who doesn't seem to be highly motivated in most cases anyway? Um, I'm not sure how the chin is with Bobby Green. I know he's always had a good chin, but he's getting up there. He's starting to get hit a little bit more. And, and Dober just – he's got scary power, man. Like, he's he can finish guys who usually don't get finished. I think he's won, like, five or six straight by oh, knockout. Those last two fights are just, whew, he's, man. He just, he's, he's just saying, fuck it. He's kind of been, Dover's a bit in fuck it mode right now. And funny enough, like, that's the best strategy, I think, to beat Bobby Green. Because he's going to do the dance and he's going to do the weird shit. If you just say, fuck it, I'm going to punch this guy in the face a bunch and finish him, probably going to beat Bobby Green. Um, and I think that's what Dover's doing. I think, I think he's the better overall kickboxer. I think his power is 10x. And I think he's going to land on Bobby and put him out of there. And if he doesn't, I think he's going to hurt Bobby several times. And I think he's going to easily win a decision here. I think at minus 150, it's it's way short. I probably would have priced this around minus 250, minus 300 on first look at this fight. So I like Dober here a bunch. I'm going to be parlaying him with uh, Matthews or, or someone on the card. I haven't knocked out parlays yet, but he's definitely going to be a piece. All right. By the way, been Alex Caceres, Julian Rosa, Juicy J. Yeah, if, if I would have told you that I'm looking at parlaying Julian Arosa <laughs> a year ago or two years ago, you would have checked to see if I uh, had a car accident or something because that would have been wild. Uh, in this fight, like he's he's turned into a decent grappler. I think he can get on top of Caceres. Caceres' bottom game is, is not really that impressive. And on the feet, I think he's better. Um I think he can outstrike him on the feet if, if it gets a little too sketchy on the ground. So regardless, this this fight looks like it's going to get, there's going to be a finish. Uh, Arosa, for the most part, is a finisher. He can also get caught. So the under two and a half is, is, is at like plus 150 at, at dimes. Uh, there's some other places uh, that's, you know, plus one forty, plus one thirty. I think those are good numbers. I don't think this this ends, or I don't think this goes to decision. I'll be parlaying uh, a Rosa small and playing the under bigger. Wes, yeah, I don't know if I could ever get to the to the point of uh, um, parlaying Julian Rosa, but um, yeah, I, I do think this is just going to be a wild fight, man. But both of these dudes put it out there every time now. Caceres has gotten a, a lot more exciting here lately, too. Um, Arosa every time out, just crazy fights. Um, yeah, I, 
it's hard for me to pick a side, man. I lean Arosa. He, he's he's definitely the better guy on the feet for sure. This gets on the mat though, man. I know Caceres isn't great on, on the bottom, but he's he gets scrambly, man, and stuff. And he's he's landed on dudes. And Arosa puts himself in just wild positions everywhere he's at in a fight. So if Caceres snatched some kind of sub, would I would I be shocked? Uh, absolutely not. Um, Alina Rosa probably getting this this done on the feet, catching uh, Caceres with something, hurting him, maybe getting him in a sub after that. But I, I love fight doesn't go, man. It's like plus one twenty five now. Um, I think that's something you got to play in this spot. These dudes are going, both these dudes are going to get wild. Somebody's going to get finished. Fred, yeah, I I like. Well, I I don't know that I like it, but Juicy J's good. Like he's he's turned into a good fighter. Uh, I, I know that Caceres has had his little streak and been pretty successful over the past few years, but he's been fighting a lot of plumbers during that period of time. And uh, Juicy J's actually been fighting some good guys and been competitive or won a lot of those fights. So he brings it every time. The, the guy's fun to watch. We used to make fun of him because he had absolutely no chin. I still don't think he has a great chin, uh, which is why the, the under is very appealing. But honestly, I, I think he's going to get to Caceres in this. He, he's going to come forward. He's going to throw shots straight down the pipe. He's going to throw knees. He's probably going to hurt Caceres, and then he's got a bunch of good front chokes uh, when Caceres tries to dive in and, and get grappling going. Or if Caceres does get that grappling going, he can take your back and uh, and choke you out. So. I see lots of ways for this fight to be finished. I think more likely than not, it's uh, Juicy J that gets that finish. So I'm going to take the under or the, the doesn't go at, at plus 125 and some Juicy J inside at plus 300. Yeah, I could see this fight playing in, in a lot of different directions. And that's similar to Brad Wild, like the doesn't go here is – there's just a lot of options. I think you could see Juicy J obviously subbing Alex Caceres. I'm pretty sure if I got into a decent position, I could choke Caceres out. Um, I think even though Arosa, I don't think he's ever been subbed, but Caceres gets some weird shit, man. Like Wes said, like he gets in these weird positions, weird scrambles. He's got some unorthodox finishing maneuvers on the ground. He, he's pulling out subs he shouldn't before. I could see either guy getting subbed. Juicy J just absolutely no chin. I don't care if it survived a little bit. Caceres... Not a big power guy, but he can hit hard at times. He's got some weird kicks that come in weird directions. Uh, so I could see – and also I could see Juicy J, his, his power – he seems like he's getting more power. He's hurting guys in the feet. So I could see Juicy J win knockout. So I could see any any of the four combinations of the finish here, which means it's going to be 15 minutes of nothing. But just in case it's not, I like that it doesn't go here at plus 125. From an actual pick, I think it's going to be Juicy J getting a sub here. I think that's the most likely scenario. Um, if you're looking to add a little bit extra, that's plus 550 I saw on Juicy J sub. But I think it's a good a good number. Caceres doesn't get knocked out all the time, and Juicy J has a, has a ton of subs to his name, so I think that's a, a decent price in that. But that'll be the consensus bet of the week. Uh, so yeah, we had a winner last week. We'll get a winner this week. So boom, last consensus of the year. Let's move on now to the flyweight division. Amir Albazi versus Ale- Alessandro Costa. Nishan, who are these two? Albazi's pretty damn good. He's gonna yeah, smash him. Okay. Uh, parlay with Juicy J. <laughs> Uh, Wes. Albazi destruction parlay with Matthews. I got it at minus 133. Red? Yeah, I don't even know who this other guy is, so 
Hobazi's pretty good. He's uh, probably going to grapple and get the job done here. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've been on a, a Bazi. I think I've been in by inside all his fights. So I think I've won a few and lost one, but he's uh, he's good, man. He's he's kind of nasty on the ground, and I think he can get the fight there. This I don't know much about Alessandro Costa, but he's been fighting just fucking losers. Shitty, all over shitty <laughs> split. Yeah, shitty split win on the contender series, and they didn't even bring him over. And, and he's that. Been in- Lux Fight League. And that's when Dana was signing, like, everybody last year. Yeah. Like, if you won, you was getting signed, and this dude, yep. it was a horrible fight. And he's been in the Mexican League or whatever. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Abazi, he was like a, a real decent prospect. So I like Abazi here. I'm going to have him parlayed with someone else on the card as well. All right. Co-main event, lightweight division, Armand Sarukian versus Demir Ismugov. You saw it's a tough one. Sarukian is is very good. Uh, we've been talking about him for a while. Um, Isma Gulov is is obviously fought the way lower competition. He stuffed a shit ton of takedowns from Kutaladze, who's a, a pretty damn good grappler. I think Sarukian is better, but if if this is on the feet, Isma Gulov's a lot better than Sarukian, even with the the jump that uh, Sarukian has taken in the stand-up. I haven't decided if I'm going to bet this, but I actually think I'm going to pick Ismagulov to keep it on the feet and, and win the striking. Wes? Yeah, I, just, I think it could be a really close fight either way. Um, I, I lean Sarukian myself. I, I think he can get inside a little bit and... Uh, <laughs> Get get some uh, some clinch work in and maybe dirty this up. Get it to the mat. Um, I mean, if he can't, is Magulov probably he's the longer dude and uses his length good. He, he throws a you know a couple shots at a time. I'm just not sure he can even do enough on the feet though. If Jarukian's landing, he's gonna probably be landing with the bigger power stuff. So. I just don't know, man. I think this is a really close fight. I like Sharukian, but I still haven't been able to bring myself to to because you're going to have to parlay him with something, I think. And I just don't know if I want to lay that kind of price with him coming off that that Garmont fight. And I think his Magulov is is a really tough test. So Sharukian's the pick right now, but I I just I don't know if I could lay that kind of price right now. Brad. I don't know. If you do Sarukian and Albazi, uh, I just clicked on uh, Bet Online. It's minus 110. So you're basically getting even money on Sarukian, which I think is a, a pretty decent spot here. Uh, I'm sure if I looked more, I could find a, a better spot for that. But I just don't see, even if Ismagulov is having success keeping this on the feet, I don't see him doing enough on the feet. He might be the better striker, but he doesn't have enough power to stop. Uh, Armin from from coming in and just getting busy and, and getting into clinch grappling exchanges and beating him up in the clinch and maybe getting a takedown or maybe not maybe f- like striking off of the the breaks and, and stuff like that he's just gonna stay way busier and Ismagulov he kind of showed he can do that for the first time in his last fight you know stay a bit busier in a fight and, and have a bit of an exciting fight but he went life and death with uh, with Guram to, to do yep. it. And I think that Armin is kind of better everywhere than, than Guram. So uh, I like Armin here. I think he takes a decision. Uh, hopefully we get uh, another decent fight out of Ismagulov because 
they are few and far between. Yeah, I'm more with Brad here. I'm not I'm not worried about this one. I, I like Saruki in a good bit. I actually had Saruki in and Albazi as a possible parlay as well. Um, Saruki just seems like he has it. I, I don't know. He seems like he finds a way. I know that the Gamrot fight, which was super close, I, I you could have scored that one either way, and Gamrot's obviously a top guy. Finishing, I can't get out of my mind that Joel, Joel Alvarez fight. Like, that's the guy that I can picture, and I, I kind of see something like that happening. I think he can get takedowns here. And I think when he gets takedowns, he gets on top. His ground and pound is just ferocious. And, you know, I, I don't think the striking is going to be that much over the top. I think it's going to be maybe it's, you know, 55-45 with the striking, but the grappling is going to put it over the edge for Saruki. And I just think he's the, the better fighter here. I haven't been impressed with his off at all. You know, I think he's he's struggled at times. He hasn't looked overwhelming. He doesn't do anything great. He seems to be average at a lot of things, but – Sarukian seems like he could still be that elite talent uh, in this division. And I think getting this at minus 175, I was kind of surprised about that line. So it's going to be Sarukian for me. All right, moving up, main event, middleweight division, Jared Cannonier, Sean Strickland. 38, did you know that? Coming off a lost title fight, hopes and dreams gone. Just some thoughts. Seven seven new crystals. Don't matter. He's like 25. I mean, he did beat – he did have he did beat Calvin Gastelum and Derek Brunson to get a title shot though, so I mean it's pretty impressive. How fitting is it that the uh, the final fight of the year is incel Sean Strickland <laughs> and Jared Q and on A? Perfect fitting. If only the the, the Nazi tattoon guy was a co-main. <laughs> Maybe he can be the special ref. <laughs> He's probably in Candidate's corner, just to really make it real fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this this is a tough one for me. Uh, I lost a shit ton of money on Strickland in the Pereira fight. Um, he's an idiot, and he's doubled down on his stupidity uh, after the fact. You make good points on Cannoneer. Guy coming off, he's he's not getting the title shot again. Lost that. Wouldn't throw in it. He just kind of coiled up and, and wouldn't do anything, wouldn't strike. Could he do that here? It's, it's possible. I don't think he's taking down Strong Strickland. He's got good takedown defense. Strickland throws some jabs in his face, and, and Cannoneer just kind of doesn't stop. He stops throwing. Um, if it gets to plus money, I'm taking Strickland. If it doesn't, then I might just leave it alone. Wes? Last fight of the year, he's going to leave it alone. He's so full of shit. I'm only up. <laughs> I, I, made, I made my units. Uh, I'll, I'm all right. Um. Sean's going to end I, up with 53 units on Strickland to, to end yeah. up yeah. double or nothing. Let it ride. Total. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do think it's a, as a close fight. Um, the, the old crystal man did like the whole moment just got to him for a title shot. He absolutely froze. Um, he, he wouldn't throw anything. I just, I don't think any pressures on him in this fight whatsoever. He knows he's probably not going to fight for a title again. Um, you're you're betting on Strickland, man. You're 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 betting on a dummy. Like we talked about Bobby Green earlier. Um I lost I lost uh, a grip on Strickland against uh against Pereira. It did get a got a lot of it back in his next fight, but man, he uh, that was just a, a stupid, stupid bet. Um I'm not sure Canyon can get takedowns here, but I think he can get fence control and shit on Sean Strickland. 
Uh, Sean Strickland will can be backed up into the cage a lot. He's so slow footed. He doesn't use any sort of movement and shit. So if he if if Cannon can just not get obliterated by something he doesn't see, I don't know. I think he can make his fight close. And he's he was the dog at like plus one hundred five. So I took a tiny bit of that. I think it's a close fight, man. If Strickland, you know, barely outlands him and takes a decision here. Not going to be surprised. I just don't see Cannon freezing again like he did when he was fighting for a title. Brad? So not only does he not have to worry about what Wes is talking about, but he's going to have a guy who is literally marching forward as slow as possible, hands down, occasionally throwing jabs coming at him. Like... If he doesn't throw back, if if the cannon doesn't throw back in, in this he's fight, never throwing back. Then then he's never throwing against anybody. Um, and I think you know this is either going to be twenty five minutes of what I just said, Strickland coming forward and throwing jabs and uh, probably landing a bunch of them, or at some point during that, or several points during that, uh, Cannon is going to land big shots at basically a stationary target in front of him. And I think it's more likely that he's going to land some big shots. Uh, If they get into too much grappling, I think he's okay. I I don't love that path for him, Uh, but he's, he's going to be much stronger than Ned Strickland. If they get into the clinch, Uh, I think Strickland's actually the better wrestler of the two of them, but Man, this is a it's a lot of power for a guy whose defense is as bad as Strickland's is. So uh, I think that at some point he's going to eat another shot in this one. And Strickland's made me a bunch of money in the past. It's just he's got a seemingly to me a very clear ceiling once he gets towards the top of the division. So plus 107, can you? Yeah, I, I agree with the last statement. Once you get towards the top of the division, I think that does outdo Strickland. I think the lack of finishing ability and defense and all that definitely comes into play. I think also people are looking too much into the Alex Pajara fight, who he got knocked out by Alex Pajara before that. This Before that fight, he probably would have been minus 200 versus Kennedy in this spot. And I still think Strickland is good. I still think he's good, and I think he can beat a 38-year-old Jared Kennedy. And I think – Canada works his ass off for 10 years to get that title shot. He's 38. He gets the title shot and just literally wouldn't fight. There's no telling where he's at mentally right now. And he's already a moron. Like you've heard this guy talk. He's an absolute fucking space cadet. Do you think he's (laughs) mentally strong enough to come back after what the fuck he just did for 25 minutes, knowing that he'll never get a title shot again. I think a mental midget like that can't get through those big things. So I like Sean here. I think we're going to see the same candidate we saw last fight. He's he's never been this guy who's going to throw a lot of volume. He's never been that. I think Strickland's going to pressure him, and I think Strickland's going to lead with the jab and does what Strickland does, and he's going to just outpoint him for 25 minutes. And candidate, I don't know if he's going to gas out if there's no pace, which there might not be, but I think Strickland's just going to land more punches, and Kennedy's going to watch him and – you know, Marjorie Green Taylor, everything, all kinds of good stuff going on in that man's head. Uh, so yeah, I like Sean Strickland here. I think it's minus one ten, minus one fifteen, whatever it's at. I think that's some uh, some value here. So as the last, 
Sean Strickland, former neo-Nazi, the guy that, uh, you know, I'm betting on the last fight of the year just to be, you know, fitting ending. So that'll do it. That could have been Munich, Brad. What are you doing, man? You're like I the know. perfect Munich. I, I Bob Arum said it best. We are betting on homosexual skinhead fighting. So <laughs> very, very true. Well, that's a that's a perfect way to end uh, end the fight. I, are we doing? I don't know. Are we doing a year end show? First week with, of January. We'll do a year okay. start show. Yeah, yeah. Because the next start. car's not till like the fourteenth or something like that. Okay, I'm out of town. Let's see. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I can't do. The, I can do the first week. I can't do the second week. Um, so sweet. Well, I hope everyone has a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever QAnon people you know invented that kind of thing. What <laughs> Marjorie Greene Taylor? But Christmas. I hope everyone Christmas. <laughs> no, they, they, go they, with they, the Q. With the Q, yeah. Uh, we thank you all for listening. We've really enjoyed it. Thank the Hammer Betting Network for having us. And, you know, we love this partnership. And we'll be back next year for our uh, start of the year show with fight predictions. And we can uh, really see how stupid we were about the champions that we predict each year because we are always incredibly wrong. So that will do it. Fun. Thank you for listening.